tossing and turning all night like a salad, it's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Did you know that 30% of adults don't get enough sleep? Sure, being tired sucks and many of us are busy and we have our reasons for not getting enough sleep. But did you know that sleep quality has a major impact on our emotions for the day? In this episode, you'll learn more about sleep research, how sleep impacts your emotional experience during the day, how alcohol affects sleep, and why you have drinking dreams in sobriety. So let's dig in. Losing 
sleep can increase anxiety and worsen your mood. Not just because you're tired and cranky, but because sleep is important for proper emotional functioning in the brain. A 2023 study published in Psychological Bulletin analyzed 154 studies that covered over 50 years of research on sleep deprivation and mood. In all the studies, the participants' sleep was disrupted for at least one night. Some kept the participants awake, some allowed them less hours of sleep, and some woke them up throughout the night. Then these studies measured at least one emotion-related thing, like self-reported mood, response to emotional stimuli, and measures of depression or anxiety. This analysis found that even when you're mildly deficient in sleep, there are negative changes in how we react to everyday things. If you're someone who gets triggered by negative emotions, then this may mean you experience more negative emotions throughout the day or they're more intense. They found that all three types of disruption, less sleep for a night, less sleep overall, or waking up frequently resulted in less positive emotions and increased anxiety, heart rate, and worrying. And this happened even after losing just a few hours of sleep. The link seemed to be stronger for increased anxiety than it was for increased depression. Sleep is important for allowing us to cope with emotional stress, and sleep deprivation can make us more sensitive to stress and emotions too. It's a loop though. When we don't cope with stress well, then that can cause trouble sleeping, so then we don't cope with stress well because we're sleep deprived. Sleep actually helps us process our emotions. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you're really upset about something and you wake up the next morning and it's not as big of a deal? Sleep smooths the edge on triggering emotions. We process the day while we sleep and the brain keeps the important stuff and gets rid of the rest. Sleep basically removes the emotion that's associated with a memory so that we can just remember the event. And this doesn't always work, especially with very triggering things, but this is the goal. Sleep loss can make us more reactive too, which is already a big problem for us. Studies have found that when you don't get enough healthy sleep, you become more reactive to negative stuff and less sensitive to positive stuff. For example, studies on medical residents who don't get much sleep found that sleep loss intensified their negative emotions and reduced positive emotions after achieving a goal. Other studies have found an increase in depression, confusion, anger, frustration, anxiety, and blaming others. That last one is very interesting to me. So it's been found that sleep deprivation leads to a decrease in accepting blame. I think you know where I'm going with this. Everything here keeps us stuck in the cycle. We're already in extreme denial and we make excuses and rationalize our drinking at every opportunity, but it seems like sleep deprivation enhances this. And you know what else? Alcohol destroys your sleep. Studies on people with alcohol use disorder have found that over 70% of them complain about sleep difficulties. So they mostly complain about sleep fragmentation and daytime sleepiness, which makes them want to take a bunch of naps. More than 90% 
of patients with AUD report sleep disturbances in the first week of sobriety, and that is because the brain is overexcited. So alcohol slows down brain activity. So the brain adapts by speeding itself up to try to bring brain activity back to normal and cancel out the alcohol you're drinking. This is why one drink loses its effectiveness over time, and we have to drink more to get the same effect. When you suddenly remove the alcohol, your brain is overexcited because alcohol isn't there to calm it down anymore. It takes time for the brain to regulate and relearn how to calm itself down. This overexcitability shows up as increased anxiety in early withdrawal and as insomnia. Alcohol suppresses REM sleep, it reduces our total sleep time, and it causes us to wake up frequently. REM is really important, that's where we dream, and it's critical for normal brain function and emotional well-being. After you stop drinking, REM will rebound after five or six days of sobriety. So this means that you're having more periods of REM sleep and you're staying in REM longer. So dreaming helps us process our emotions. If you're struggling with stress or anxiety, you're going to be more likely to have nightmares. And this is the perfect recipe for drinking dreams. You're having REM rebound, so you're in REM more than the average person, and you have stress and anxiety from just quitting drinking. So drinking is on your mind. Mix those two together and you get drinking dreams. There are tons of studies that have documented that patients in early sobriety, which is about the first eight weeks, will still complain about their sleep. So they struggle with falling asleep, waking up a lot, less sleep overall, and being tired during the day. Many also struggle with insomnia. And insomnia affects the brain and our cognitive abilities too. It causes issue with working memory, retaining information, problem solving, memory of past events, mental flexibility, controlling your impulses, and time-based reactions. These are all things that the prefrontal cortex controls, which is something that alcohol damages. Insomnia in early sobriety just worsens the cognitive deficits that are already present from the damage that alcohol has done to our brains. I struggled with insomnia when I first quit, and the worst of it lasted about three weeks. So you should see improvements in your sleep by the one month mark. Your life influences the quality of sleep that you get too. Loneliness, grief, and extreme anger have been found to increase sleep impairments, and positive emotions like love decrease sleep duration, but enhance subjective sleep quality, meaning how good you think you slept. Stress and anxiety increase sleep fragmentation, so it causes you to wake up a lot, which we all probably know from personal experience. When you're nervous, you just wake up a lot and you can't get back to sleep. Watching disturbing stuff on TV also influences your emotional experience in the first half of the night. And yes, I am talking about you, women that stay up late watching true crime. There have also been strong links between interpersonal stress at work and trouble sleeping, and that was always a big one for me. Work stress totally took over my life, and I would think about it all the time. The stress that we experience impacts the content and the emotions in our dreams too. 
The limbic system evaluates a situation and helps us decide how to react. And then the prefrontal cortex helps us regulate our emotions and impulses, weigh the pros and cons, and behave in accordance with our values. The prefrontal cortex provides feedback to our limbic system to tell it to relax. But when we're sleep deprived, these connections weaken and the limbic system can be more reactive and the prefrontal cortex loses the ability to put the brakes on the emotion. So studies have found that bad sleep make us more likely to go with less effective emotion regulation techniques. When we're well rested, we are able to problem solve and think things through, actually resolving the situation. So I want you to start being more aware of your sleep. Think about how many hours you get on a typical night and then compare that week to week. I always recommend having the same wake up and bedtime every day or just 30 minutes to an hour shifted if you really have to. And that's what has helped me the most. I used to go to bed and struggle to get tired, but now my body knows when it's time to get tired. If you want to wake up early, then of course that's challenging, especially if you're trying to wake up in the dark. But if you do it consistently for a while, you get used to it and it's nothing. Just like with not drinking, what feels hard now won't feel as hard months from now, as long as you keep doing it. So keep an eye on your sleep over the next week. See how it's impacting your emotions. See if there's anything that you need to do with your sleep hygiene. And I will talk to you in the next one. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.